to more than a few words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg, and I'm your host, Lorraine Ball. Today, I have the distinct pleasure of having a conversation with a good friend of mine, Eric Deckers, who has just launched the third edition of his book, Branding Yourself. Eric, thank you so much for coming and joining us today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Eric, when you launched Branding Yourself several years ago, what were you hoping to accomplish with this book? What was kind of the main thing you wanted people to take away? When, when Kyle Lacey and I first came up with the idea for writing the book, we looked at where I was professionally and, and people who knew me and people I knew and what I was known for uh, and compared that to where I had been three years ago when I first moved to the city and didn't know anybody at all. And Kyle said, let's make a playbook for that guy three years ago and tell him how to get to where you are now. We wanted to gear that toward maybe older professionals, not recent college grads, but somebody who was sort of sitting in the office or in their cubicle farm and said, I want something more. We wanted it for that person. So really, and, and I've read the book, and I think there are valid tips for people of every age, but your core audience is that professional who's looking to reinvent himself or herself. And what has changed between the first edition and now? Principle-wise, nothing has really changed. For, for us, social media has always been about communication and sharing ideas. Uh, what really changed and what really drove the new editions each time was the tools change. In the first edition, we had several tools you could use to, uh, to operate Twitter. But over the years, Twitter has shut those down by closing off access to third-party developers or buying up programs and then either making that the, the core program or shutting down the others. So we had to update tools. Uh, I looked at the second edition, and I saw that I had mentioned MySpace a couple of times. And Snapchat was an up-and-coming tool <laughs> that people could use. So we, we thought we'd better update that to at least reflect, you know, the – later 20 teens. Absolutely. As someone is considering getting a copy of the book, diving in, what are the main areas that you talk about in the book? We focus on the major social media networks, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, blogging, podcasting, videos and photos, and how to use those to promote yourself, to find a job, to get clients, to, to do whatever so that you're more known. We also talk about, and, and this is unusual for a technology book, we also talk about uh, the times you need to shut off the computer and go out <clears throat> and meet people in the real world, speak in public, or write for print. And so we, we try to make this a book for the, the rounded professional, not just focusing on social. You know, that is very much my experience, very much your experience, that you kind of have to move, I think, back and forth between the online and the offline. And there has to be consistency. You can't have, I don't think, a, a different persona, but I think both sides are really important, and I like that um, from the book. One of the other things I really enjoyed as I was reading through the book were all of the case studies and the profiles. And spoiler alert, yes, I do have one in there, but... Besides mine, which I know is your favorite, what were some of the the most interesting profiles that you added to the book? 
Well, one, uh, in fact, she's the first one. Uh, one is Mignon Fogarty, who's better known as Grammar Girl uh, and the host and creator of the Grammar Girl podcast. And she's written several books on grammar. Um, uh, we added uh, Kasim Hassan, uh, or I'm sorry, Kasim Rashid, who is on Twitter as at Muslim IQ. And he's a, a Muslim teacher and speaker and writer uh, talking about Muslim issues. Uh, and he's a dad joke aficionado. And so uh, I love a good dad joke. So we had to add him. And before we go on to some of the others, maybe uh, give us a little bit of a hint. Um, I love Grammar Girl's podcast. I'm kind of a grammar geek. But what was it about her story that really you thought made her a good example? She started podcasting at a time where it was still fairly new. And so she was able to not only build up a, a great brand for herself, but she started the Quick and Dirty Tips publishing uh, concern, I guess you could call it, publishing empire, really, and started adding other podcasters. So there was the Manners guy, and there's the, I forget the, the names of all of them, but there's you know somebody who's doing finance, somebody who's doing psychology, somebody who's doing etiquette, somebody who's doing time management, uh, and just she had at one time as you know as many as twelve, fourteen, eighteen different podcasters, all part of the quick and dirty tips mm-hmm. network. And and she, not many people know this, she started that network, and that was her full time job, and she was making a lot of money off of that. And then she sold it to uh, a publisher, and then she went and uh, and was still working on quick and dirty tips but then went to work for the University of Nevada, Reno in their journalism department. Wow. <clears throat> All because she started this podcast and, and the podcast was, was being recognized around the, around the world. She's got global listeners. Somebody asked her to write a book and that turned into a few books. And so, you know, she's what started as kind of a, a hobby and a fun thing for her to do became her full-time job and led to a lot of amazing opportunities for it. That is a great example of what people can do when they start branding themselves, when they step back and really think about who am I, what am I good at, and what do I want to be known for? You know, quite honestly, I think about your own adventures, again, coming to Indianapolis, being a writer, and wanting to get known for that, and kind of the journey that it took you on. Oh, sure. And the thing that I did, and and that's the thing that most of the people featured in the case study did, is we just focused on the thing we wanted to be known for and shared information. Basically gave away the secret sauce of here's how you be a good writer, or here's how you do social media, or here's here's how you do public speaking, or computer programming, or fix cars, or manicure your lawn, or anything like that. The people who focus on that and give away the good stuff, get hired by the people who maybe don't have the time or don't have the years of experience to do the thing that we are describing. Yeah, it's so funny when you talk about that. Very often I will share that idea with clients and they're like, well, but if I tell people how to do what I do, they're going to go do it themselves. And the truth is they in most cases, they won't. But sharing that information establishes you as an expert and gives people confidence that they can trust you to do the work that needs to get done. And I think that generosity and building that brand around generosity and sharing information really is a powerful way to present yourself to the market. Absolutely. And, and the other thing to think about, you know, the, that person that says that to you, you can tell them, 
I've given you all this information on how to how to write better. Are you going to take the time to do it? Well, no, I'm busy. <laughs> so why are your people not too busy to take what you tell them and go ahead and do that? Mm-hmm. We're all too busy. But by giving away that good information, you can prove that you are the one best suited to do that task for them. Absolutely. So we have just a little bit more time. What is one lesson that you cover in the book that you think really is one of the most critical takeaways? And this is a new one to the book. It's the idea that you're searching for a job and you should, if you've got a job right now, you need to start planning for your next job. Not the day you're let go, but weeks, months, and years before you're let go. And the best way to do that, the best way to network and to meet new people and to search for those opportunities is through informational interview. And that's where you invite somebody who works in your industry or maybe works at a company you'd like to work for, invite them to coffee, and you ask them to tell you how they got to where they are. People love to do that. People love to talk about themselves, period. You ask somebody if you can talk to them about a job opening they have, they don't want to talk to you. You go offer your services as a freelancer because you want to do some work for them. They may or may not want to talk to you. But you say, hey, I want to, I want you to talk to me about your most favorite subject in all the world for an hour. They're going to jump at that chance. And so they're going to talk. And you're going to listen. You're going to take good notes. And at the end of the conversation, you're going to ask, and this is important, you're going to ask, is there anyone else that you can think of that I should talk to? And they'll say, yes. And then you say, great. Can you introduce me? You know, you want a warm introduction. You don't want to call that person out of the blue and say, Steve told me to call. You want Steve to introduce the two of you. And then you start that all over again. And just informational interview after interview. Talk to people. Find out what they know. They're happy to, to tell you. And they are more than willing to find new opportunities and new people that you should know about. Uh, I understand that Steve is looking for somebody who does what you do. I'll introduce you. Or, hey, did you hear that ABC Company is uh, hiring your position? You should go apply. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny. That is exactly how I started Roundpeg. I had a friend who had a business just just like what I thought I wanted to run. And she's the one who introduced me after having coffee with her to Hazel Walker, who also I know is featured in your book, who became a great friend and a good, a good person to bounce ideas off of. And 15 years later, we still have those quality conversations about business. And it all started with reaching out to someone, just as you said, Can I talk about how you got where you were? I I wanted to add those introductions can change lives. I mean, you look at at that one coffee you had, turned your life in a whole different direction and gave you, you know, rafts of new people who have had a major impact on your life and you've had major impacts on their lives. And so you think about this long tree of your history that it all comes down to that one point, that one hour that you took with this one person. Mm-hmm. And, and look at what has happened to you since. That, to me, is the serendipity of networking. And that's, that's I think, the most important thing that people should take out of this is you never know who that one person is going to be. And I'm going to tie it back around to branding yourself because one of the things that will make someone more willing to talk with you 
Yes, they are interested in talking about themselves, but they're also interested in getting to know you if you have an interesting brand. If they've seen some stuff that you put on social media and they're like, oh, I think I'm going to not only enjoy talking about myself, but I'm going to enjoy getting to know this person. Exactly. Awesome. Eric, this has been fabulous. If people are interested in getting a copy of the third edition of Branding Yourself, besides the link in the show notes, where can they find a copy of the book? Uh, it should be in Barnes & Noble here. Uh, to, as of today, it should be in Barnes & Noble. If it's not, it's only a day or two away. Awesome. Well, we uh, I'm going to encourage anyone who has not and even if you do have an earlier edition, grab a copy of the third edition of Branding Yourself. It is a delightful read. It's something that you can read cover to cover and skip around and find a lot of value either way. Eric, thank you again. If folks want to follow your adventures, how can they stay in touch? Well, uh, I'm E. Deckers on Twitter. Uh, you can go to ericdeckers.com, and that's E-R-I-K-D-E-C-K-E-R-S, ericdeckers.com. And I'm a, a humor writer. Uh, that's where I publish all my humor work. And then problogservice.com is where I do all of my professional work. Awesome. Thank you again for joining us. This has been so much fun catching up. Yeah, for me too. It's good to talk to you. Awesome. If you have enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to know more about blogging and networking, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. And look for other episodes of More Than a Few Words wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. Thanks for listening.